Hi everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Mike McLeod, and I am the owner of Solve CrossFit. This podcast, along with my coaching practice, aims to help busy adults such as yourselves tackle your health and fitness goals, no matter what they might be. Are you struggling to lose weight? On today's episode, we're going to help you tackle exactly that. Right now is actually the best chance that you've ever had to lose weight for good. But why now more than ever, right? Well, right now you have actually, you actually have unlimited free access to nutrition resources all over the shop. Education, mobile apps, recipe ebooks, downloadable diet plans, online gurus, just hammering information out there for all to see. The list of resources available to you right now is pretty much endless. Whether the resources are good or not isn't actually as important as you might think. Um, every resource on the market actually shares some common themes. In fact, every approach to nutrition has to address all of the following in order to be successful. That's the quality of food, the quantity of food, and then the deep health factors that kind of support those things such as sleep, hygiene, environment, work, etc., etc. So you could, if you wanted to, for example, right now, you could download the MyFitnessPal and combine tracking your food with a walking plan. And that method alone could help you lose up to three kilos a month. Uh, we just gave you one of the forms for losing weight and you could start today. It costs zero pounds per month. How cool is that? That is totally available to you right now. So with all this information, and I guess this, this podcast was also kind of uh, brought on to you today, from the last, I've had about three conversations over the last two days with uh, sort of potential nutrition clients and current nutrition clients. And it's like, again, it goes into that that saying that we've kind of talked about on this podcast before. I know what to do, I just don't really do it. Or, you know, I know that I need to maybe move more and eat a little bit less or this, that, and the other. And yeah, I, I either don't do it or I don't see the results that I want to see. And it's because there's just way more to it than we might think. It's you know, when you go onto social media and you see online gurus say, you know, nutrition coaching doesn't have to be complicated, it has to be simple. It's like, well, yeah, that's if you're giving somebody a diet plan to follow, that's really simple. You can just, you know, put it in black and white. Hey, eat this. And if they do it, great. But what do you learn? What do you learn by doing that? Do you have any skills or tools available to you to kind of help you do that for the rest of your life? It's like, no, you don't. So, and it begs the question, why would we offer nutrition coaching if that's all you have to do to get the results you want? Just follow a diet plan. Well, we've already said it, right? Most people sit on the information. They don't do anything with it. The ones that do manage to take action tend to get results, but again, not in the way they kind of expect. For example, I had a client who um, maybe it was over 12 months ago now, they'd actually declined nutrition, nutrition coaching from us. They said, no, I've, I've, got to, I've got to go and try this by myself before I kind of invest that kind of, that type of cash into this. And so I said, hey, cool, that's absolutely fine. You know, go and do the thing that you think you need to do. Anyway, they crash dieted and ran almost every single day and they lost a load of weight. Yeah, goal achieved, right? Well, it was if that was the goal. If the goal was to lose weight, which they said it was, they did in fact do that. However, when they came back to join the gym, they told us that actually 12 months on, they didn't actually like the body that they now had. They felt weak, they said they lacked muscle tone, and they also found that they lacked competency in other physical tasks, whether that was painting and decorating around the house, or actually just getting into the gym. You know, They found that they, they kind of lost the ability in all those things that they used to be able to do. They used to be able to do things like box jumps and pressing heavy weights overhead, and now they felt, like I said, somewhat weak and, and lacking muscle tone. So. They took action, but it was the wrong action for their ultimate goal, the thing that they didn't want to tell us, which was that 
you know, I just want to look and feel better. That was the biggest thing that they probably should have said that could have saved them, you know, some time, effort. And again, maybe they didn't invest any money in it, so they didn't waste any money, but they didn't get the result they want. And so it leads me to kind of, this is something that I use with clients. And so I wanted to share that with you today. Are you willing to stay the same, feeling out of shape? Maybe you're unhappy in exchange for, let's say we charged 150 pounds a month for nutrition coaching one-to-one. Are you willing to stay the same, feel out of shape and unhappy in exchange for saving 150 pounds or having 150 pounds in your bank account every month for the next 12 months? Does that sound good? Does that sound exactly where you want or what you want, I should say? Or are you willing to spend £150 for 12 months to have the body you want for the rest of your life and to never need a nutrition coach again? Maybe you then have some kids and you get to install some amazing habits and some amazing skills and a very much more a healthy approach to nutrition in their lives for the rest of their life. Which one sounds better to you? That's something that we use a lot and I found that it really, really helps and it does create a bit more of a catalyst for change. And that's why we offer nutrition coaching. A nutrition coach will save you time, money, and effort in the long run. And that's the important thing. You have potentially, let's say you're 32 years old, listen to this. You've potentially got 60 to 70 years more, like in terms of time, worth of making nutrition decisions. That's a long time. If you have never looked into skills, the tools, the uh, habits needed to have good nutrition, that's a lot of time to really kind of spin your wheels and not, you know, understand what the thing, the things that you need to do to get to the results that you want. So a coach is someone with an outside perspective, someone that has the ability to see your life's challenges from a bird's eye point of view, then allows us to identify opportunities to, for change that you can't. So if you have a job that requires feedback on your performance, then you'll understand this concept to be not only important, but highly effective in improving one's ability to create change for the better feedback is essential for anyone wanting to be better than they were yesterday at anything a nutrition coach can offer accountability but you already knew that a nutrition coach can offer recipes but you already knew that and a nutrition coach a nutrition coach can offer you education but you already knew that these are the things that we share for free in our private facebook group for example or on this podcast right now we know that these aren't the things that create change. We often get asked, why do you give so much away for free? And it's like, well, because I know that even with this information, you might not do anything about it. You might continue to guess. You might continue to go at yourself. And you might buy some miracle of a chance. And here's the thing. this is we, we all do this, including myself. You know when you buy a lottery ticket, you think, what what happens if this is the, the week? Now, I'm not here to be pessimistic, but what I'm thinking is, is that when, when people when I say the, the following thing, which is by some miracle you might hit your results by guessing or doing the thing and taking action by yourself, we automatically assume that we might be in that very very small percentage, but we're just not. I'm sorry to say it, but that the likelihood is is that if you haven't tackled your fitness and health um, goals already, the likelihood is is that you're not going to do it by yourself by continuing to guess. So. We give education away for free because knowledge is not the problem or the reason you haven't made the changes, nor is your budget, time, kids, job, any of those things. The reason many busy adults don't make the change is really simple. They don't take enough action, and if and when they do take action, it's usually not on the right things or at the right time. 
And in doing so, it costs your time, your effort, your money, and your ability, and this is key, your ability to believe that you can make the changes you want. Let's imagine I invest, I don't know, three months of my effort in trying to lose five kilos, let's say. And every day I'm thinking, right, you know, what have I got to eat today? What have I got to not eat today? How much do I need to move today? And let's imagine I do that for three months. I've invested all the energy, all the time, and I, I, I fall short. Maybe I only lose a kilo. Maybe I don't see any change in the weight at all. Maybe it goes up. Do you know how, you know, almost, I guess, degrading that can be for somebody who's just put all their time? It really does make them question their belief is, you know, can I actually do this? Maybe that change is just isn't just in the cards for me. Maybe it's impossible. And this is what people can do for years and years of their life. A coach is going, and, and only a coach usually, is going to stop you from spinning your wheels. Coaching is like mentorship. Mentorship is when someone who knows things that you don't through experience, so they've actually done the things themselves, aims to bring you up to speed on the things they know so that you can take the correct actions that generate the biggest return on investment for you, right? This is something that like companies will spend six figures a year on. They'll spend that money on mentors because for a company, it's the difference between having five employees and 5,000 employees or 100,000 a year versus 250,000 a year of revenue. For a nutrition client, it's the difference between knowing what to do and doing it versus knowing what to do and not doing anything about it or falling short on their results, right? It's where you want to be versus where you are now. We have hundreds of different tools, styles, and mentorship, mentorship options for nutrition coaching. We have Kickstart Nutrition, which is a group program. We have uh, Hybrid, which is just where you, you meet with a nutrition coach every month by the end, uh, sorry, the end of every month for a, a set amount of time. Or we have One to One, which is our highest tier of uh, nutrition coaching, which is, has a ton of accountability tools, resources, lessons, um, and uh, in, even workout plans that are associated, assigned, assigned to those clients. So. But the first thing you need to do today is like, look, define exactly where you want to be at the end of your journey, if an end existed. Obviously, we all know that fitness is a constant pursuit, but what would be the best case scenario for you in regards to your body composition, first and foremost, because that's probably the thing that's important to you. But the second thing is, where are you going to be with your skill set? Are you going to understand more about food? Are you going to understand more about lifestyle and habits? Or are you going to hope that those things just take care of themselves? I can guarantee you this. You can Anybody can follow a diet plan. Anybody can go and run two, three more times a week or do more activity. But we do we know that those things are going to get us to the places that we wanted to be? That's the bit that's unknown for you. For us as nutrition coaches, we can help you with that. So here's something cool from the gym. It's, it's April 2022 and so far at Solve CrossFit this year, We've helped our busy adults lose a total of 47.8 kilos combined. Not one of those kilos was lost by training alone. I can guarantee you that. So the last thing I want to kind of bring on today is I, I said, well, hey, are you struggling with losing weight? Um, it would be wrong for me not to give you any kind of advice on what to do if you are doing that. So here's, here's a few things that we know. If you're trying your best and you're not seeing the results you want, then you're probably not hitting the right things and you probably need a second opinion. Now, whether you want to delay the inevitable and keep guessing, then go ahead and do so. Or you could book, for example, if you're a member with us, you could book a nutrition triage service where we literally give you 
the full assessment and insight to your lifestyle and habits that will literally bring forward the one to two things that you're struggling with the most that are preventing you from getting to where you want to go. That's available to Solve members. If you're not a Solve member and you're trying to lose weight and you're struggling to do that, here's a few things I want to bring your attention to. The first is that more is not better. And what I mean by that is typically I get told for, from a lot of people um, who have maybe tried nutrition coaching by themselves uh, or tried to, sorry, tried to coach nutrition to themselves is they, they're kind of sold on the argument of that, you know, I need to eat less and move more. And then if that doesn't work, they just try and do more of those things. They try and move even more and they try and eat even less. And those two paradigms just keep getting bigger and bigger. You know, they're further apart from, from one another as well. And ultimately, you know, you feel worse and you don't see the results. Um, and you think, wow, but I tried so hard, right? And I, and I didn't get the results I wanted. What, what am I doing wrong that everyone else seems to be doing right? And I'm going to bring you back today. I had a nutrition um, uh, check-in with one of my nutrition clients. And he said, uh, you know, oh, I've managed to put vegetables in my breakfast. And I said, oh, great. That's th How long have you done that for? He's like, well, I've managed to do it for two weeks consistently. I said, hey, that's really good. It's a really good start. And I knew exactly what I was asking with this next question. But I said, how, how does eating vegetables in breakfast make you feel? Bearing in mind, you've just this guy's essentially doubled the quantity of food in his breakfast right he's actually he's actually eating more now than he was earlier and i said to him how does it make you feel and i suspect you're probably thinking he's going to say full i'm asking the question hoping and knowing he's going to say i'm actually feeling more hungry and he did in fact say that at the end i said how do you feel and he said funnily enough i actually feel more hungry now that i'm eating vegetables in my meal i was like right Let's just sit on that for a little minute. You're telling me that by eating more food, you feel less full and more hungry. And the food that you ate to get you to that feeling was vegetables in a breakfast. He said, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I was like, cool, let's take note of that. Now, why is that important and why am I sharing it? It's because I'm trying to get you away from thinking that more is better, right? I just need to eat less and move more. And it's like, no, remember only better is better. So what is better in our, in our situation? Well, for us, it'd be like, how can I eat almost, you know, all the time throughout the day? Or how can I increase what I eat and, and, and feel like I'm not full and therefore I can continue to eat the rest of the day and get to my results. It's like, it goes against everything that we talked about earlier. Now, I'm not here to say that the calories in versus calories out method is wrong because it's not. It works, all right? But what I am here to say is there's just more to it. There's more weight to it. There's more things going on in your body than you might be aware of. And so although this is a very specific situation that I'm referring to and we have specific goals, it just goes to show that like, hey, if the thing that you're doing isn't working or you're not seeing results, you might need to do something different. It doesn't have to be the total opposite, but you might need to do something different. As a coach, that's what we can help you identify by you know, sitting with a triage and, and doing an assessment with us. But for now, hey, it's time to pull the plug. If you're not seeing the results you want, you need to do something different. Do I need to do a different new, um, exercise plan? No, why not? Well, because if like exercise is exercise, 
There's no difference between cardiovascular training and strength training, depending on how you're doing it. Yes, you can get different results, but in terms of what it's going to do for your weight, you know, it's like you still have to warrant that you still have to be supporting your efforts with exercise, with nutrition, regardless of whether you're doing running, CrossFit, yoga, whatever it is, you still have to support that. If I, if I'm already doing three CrossFit sessions a week or five CrossFit sessions a week and I want to lose weight, the last thing I would do is to get you to run twice a week on top of that. Why? Well, because I would probably own, like if somebody told me they wanted to be a CrossFit athlete, and they were pursuing, you know, the gains or, or trying to get better at running or this, that, and the other, then I would prescribe that for them. Now, how would I identify an athlete? Well, they're going to eat four to six times a day, regardless of what I say. They're going to eat mostly whole food, whole foods over processed foods. They very rarely drink alcohol and they've never had any weight to lose in their entire life. That's the kind of level of eating and habits that they have that supports and warrants the additional exercise. If we don't do that, we don't need to exercise anymore. Like I said earlier, I'm going to go back to what I said uh, originally, which was that you know one of the best ways you can lose weight right now is to get my fitness pal, start tracking your food, and just start walking. That's it. You could lose three kilos a month just by walking and watching what you eat. It's not the walking that's doing the work. The walking is just a little helping hand, right? If I just start running, that's not necessarily helping a hand. I might be depleting my energy levels more so than I would be when I was walking and therefore I might require more food and go even further off the wall, right? Or off the chain, off the track, whatever you want to call it. So all I'm here to say is that there's more, there's more to it than what you might be doing. If you're struggling to lose weight, you need to change things up and you need to question your own thinking. You need to question your own ability to do this by yourself and you might need to seek a professional. So before this feels a bit like a rant, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't, um, I need to share some of the things that are going to help you out immediately today. So one of the things you can do is you can start to load up on veggies. Okay, so we used to run a challenge called the 800 gram challenge. The 800 gram challenge was just the idea was that every day you would try and accumulate in weight 800 grams of fruits and vegetables across the day. And this meant that like, you know, ice cream, wine, all those things are still on the list. It just means that you have to get 800 grams of the fruits and vegetables in before those food selections go in. What I'd recommend doing first is just have a normal day and maybe even a normal two or three days and just track your current intake of fruits and vegetables without trying to do anything different. You might find that you're actually a lot lower than you maybe thought you were. Often when we kind of do this with our clients, they kind of start off at maybe 150 to 250 grams and they think, oh no, how am I going to get to 800? How much more food that is? And it's like, that's the point, right? We have to get you eating food. Your body needs food in order to do just daily things, whether it's hormone regulation, it has to recover, it has to repair the body, everything. There's so many things involved in just living a life and you need food to do that. So that's kind of the, the point of the 800 grams is we want to fill up on the good stuff and in turn we'll naturally end up kind of, you know, not filling up on the stuff that we don't need as much of. So if I'm full by the end of the day at nine o'clock, I'm probably not going to crave ice cream as much as I usually would if I'm, you know, a little low on those things. So 800 grams of fruits and vegetables is a great sort of little challenge you can give yourself, you know, try and do it for a month, see what happens. We run it regularly here with uh, with Solve. It's actually features in our Kickstart Nutrition Program. For the first week, that's the whole focus of the program. 
The next thing you could do is you could track or trying to improve your protein consumption. So how many of you are currently having protein at breakfast? Now, I don't mean protein uh, powders or anything like that. I'm saying an actual food source that contains predominantly protein. Nuts do not count by contrary, contrary to popular belief. Uh, nuts are indeed a fat. That's the most, that's the highest macronutrient count that comes from uh, nuts. So that does not count as a protein. I'm afraid you need, you know, this is kind of where people start putting like the Weetabix down or the cereals down in general, because you know, I don't know, uh, eggs don't go very well on Weetabix, right? Um, so yeah, start trying to in improve your protein consumption. This is just going to help you feel a little bit more fuller throughout the day. But it's again, it's also a great way of getting real food in there. Like what types of protein? What if I'm vegetarian? It's like you just need to find your alternate your alternatives to uh, an animal based protein if you're vegetarian or vegan. And you know, anything will do whatever you find is absolutely fine. Be okay with it not being the best decision possible. If you were to rank proteins in you know order from best to worst it's like well it's just by way of content you know how much protein is in there per pound of uh, weight of the food and typically animal-based products have more protein in them than vegan or vegetarian based products so i'm not saying that you have to go and suddenly change your lifestyle but that's just how it works all right if you want the best bang for your buck you need to go and and just read what's on the back of the uh, the labels and see what's in there whole foods are always better than synthetic foods so if it's highly processed and highly palatable, it's probably not going to be favorable to your goal. You need to go a little bit more on the, the whole food side. So things that haven't been processed, things that you could find, catch, kill, or grow yourself, those are whole foods. Things, things that haven't had a ton of stuff added to them. And typically with that, I get people saying, you know, can I have protein powder? I mean, that's processed, that's synthetic. So yeah, that's that should be in addition to doing the things you're currently doing in your diet, not instead of. You know, when it comes to adding uh, supplements in, it's in, the clue's in the name. It's to supplement what is currently going on in your lifestyle. Maybe it's to supplement your lifestyle because, you know, like let's say you work a 12-hour shift. You maybe work for the NHS or something like that. You work a 12-hour shift and there's just no chance that you're going to be able to sit down and have a full steak for your dinner or whatever it is. That's absolutely fine. That's where supplements come in. It's like, I can't do the thing, so I need something that's going to supplement my lifestyle. My lifestyle is uh, absent of this, and so I have to put it in, and this is the only way I can get it in. That would be uh, a great way of doing things. So the second one is to go and start eating a little bit more protein. You can track those things through MyFitnessPal, for example. If you're not a fan of MyFitnessPal, there's plenty of more tools online or apps that you can easily find. So that's two things. Now, those two things, I think everybody knows, right? Everybody knows roughly that they need to eat more vegetables or a little bit more protein. And again, it goes back to that. I know what to do. I just don't do it. But what like this isn't ultimately going to fix you or get you to your goals either. It is just going to be possibly a catalyst for change. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you from spinning your wheels with this conversation. I'm trying to get you to just mix things up a little bit, do something different, and, uh, and then you know measure the results. Do it for four weeks and see how it goes. After that, what do I do? Well, we need skills that accompany these things. We actually need to really understand why we kind of eat food in the first place. One of the lessons I gave to one of my clients today was uh, was the kind of understanding why around your food. And what we kind of talk about in that lesson is that we say, well, there's about three reasons why somebody would eat food at any given point. The first one's really simple. The first one is I'm hungry. And so my body's natural uh, kind of alert alert factors are, are around and you know they're telling me I'm hungry so I'm going to take action by eating food and I'm going to make myself feel 
better through that, right? I have to. It's essential for me to eat, okay? <clears throat> the second one of why we eat is more of an emotional response, right? It's more kind of, a, of a, or I should say a psychological response because there's plenty of psychological reasons why we would eat. One of them is emotional, okay? So I'm not feeling good and I want to give myself something to, to kind of perk me up. But then in the same, let's just take that for a second. So if I feel negative about my day, I usually, and, and I use food as a pick-me-up, what happens when something goes really well in my day? What's my current go-to there? Because I, I imagine it's probably the same. Oh, I just got a new promotion. I'm going to go out for dinner. I'm going to, I deserve all the pudding, right? Like we've all done that before. I, I always do it. It's, um, but it's still an emotional, sorry, it's still the exact same emotional trigger as when something bad goes wrong in your life. And so it's like understanding that is absolutely fine. We want to take, take note of it. But when I said, I'm not just referring to emotional stuff here, like I said, it's a psychological response to food. So it's the same thing when I'm bored, when I'm happy, when I'm, you know, whatever emotion under the sun, um, it's a, it's a, it's a psychological response. So sometimes that's why we eat as well. Now, the last reason we eat is because we should eat. Okay. So this is when, you know, a good example of this would be a bodybuilder bodybuilders during uh, off off sort of comp seasons they go through a, a phase where they have to try and bulk they have to try and put weight on and what they do is they eat a lot of food but when they get full and they've still got a lot more food to eat for the rest of the day they have a they have they have to question themselves they say do i want to suffer and eat more as i should because that's what my goal is telling me that i need to do or am i going to knock on its head and that's the third reason why we eat because we should all right, this is, like I said, in the course of a day, sometimes you're going to feel naturally hungry, so you eat. Sometimes you're going to feel uh, psychologically charged, so you eat. And then sometimes your goal dictates that you should eat, even if you do or don't want to eat. And so you do eat, if that, if that makes sense. That exercise or lesson, there's a massive lesson in that, is understanding why. It's just going to help you question things, especially when, you know, maybe you're doing the things that, or the, or the habits that are kind of holding you back, or you think are holding you back. You, it's going to allow you to start to question those things. Hey, it's it's eight o'clock in the evening. I've had my dinner for the night. I also had some fruit after the dinner, and you know, for as for as long as I thought I thought I was done for eating tonight. But you know what? I'm craving some sugar. I'm craving some uh, processed foods. It's like, hey, just take a step back. Why are you craving that? Do you feel like you are hungry right now? No. Do you feel happy, sad, bored, um, confused, anxious about tomorrow or, you know, any of any of the above? Mm, maybe yes, some no's. You know, you might, like I said, you need to ask yourself these questions. I can't answer those for you. Then the last one, does this bring you closer to your goal? You know, should you eat this? And it's like, okay, if I'm trying to bulk, then yeah, yeah, I should eat this. Let's go for it. And you can eat that. And then that food now has a purpose to it. But if it doesn't, you might be able to rethink. If you land on the, you know what? Yes, I'm bored. It's like, cool. Do you need to eat right now? Or do you need to fix the fact you're bored? Do you need to, you know, entertain yourself with a book? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to do something completely unrelated? Get get you out of the house, get you doing something else. Do you need a job that fills you with you know, a ton of satisfaction. So by the end of the day, you actually feel fulfilled and you've had purpose and things like that. A big reason for people overeating is actually that they just don't feel like they have much purpose in life, which is really sad, like that you should feel like you have purpose in life. And if you don't currently have that, I would implore you to figure out 
developing your purpose in life you know figure out who do you serve most in your inner circle of of folks whether that's parents grandparents kids friends things like that how can you be a better human being for those people around you if we all did that i imagine the world would be a a slightly better place so that's that's kind of uh hopefully a bit of food for thought it's a good little pun there today Uh, hopefully a bit of food for thought around nutrition if you're struggling with weight loss you've been trying for however long by yourself we are here to help busy adults. We're not going to give you a diet plan. We're going to educate you and we're going to make you question things. We're going to give you things that you struggle with. We're going to give you things that you do really well with as well. Okay, we're not going to give you anything but success. We're going to challenge your thought processes and ultimately we're going to help you reach your health and fitness goals. Guys, I hope you had a good time listening to that today. Thank you for listening wherever you are and I hope you feel happy, healthy and fit. Have a great day.